Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, this week on Urban Spelunking, we are in downtown Milwaukee doing a follow-up on a story that we've talked about a couple times here. Uh, we're moving walls this week. Very slowly. Well, we're not moving them. Right. Walls are being moved this week at the Warner Grand Theater. So explain this whole process. Why are they moving this wall in the first place? Okay, so uh, the reason they're moving the wall is partially because the theater was built in 1931 as a movie theater. Okay. So it doesn't have any kind of backstage whatsoever. And in fact, there's very little, the stage itself uh, can barely fit an orchestra on it. So they need to enlarge the stage. They need to enlarge uh, the space behind the stage so that they can have some backstage stuff and just the ability to move equipment and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, plus the acoustical engineers who came in, there's, there's all sorts of formulas they have for what makes for good uh, sound mm -hmm. in a room like this. And um, in order to create the dimensions required to make that great sound, they need to enlarge the cubic space of the theater room itself. The home that they've been in for years is the Marcus Center, which was built to be a venue for this, for what they do, right. for, for live music like that. It was meant um, to be yes, for and orchestras the, and performances right. like this. So all that stuff exists in the place where they're leaving, but so they now need to sort of recreate that stuff in the place they're going to. And when, when you're talking about moving to this whole new location and really defining the orchestra in this new space, I mean, you want it to be the very, very best. Uh, and of course, acoustics have to be dialed in perfectly to really get the most out of that space. Yeah, and in fact, the the, the project is supposed to be done next summer, um, but it's not actually supposed to open until September. In part because they actually spend some time sort of tuning the room, like like the last thing that they really do is they is they sort of work to make the room acoustically perfect or as as perfect as it, it can be. Do you know how they do that? Um, I'm assuming with various baffles and finishes yeah. and things like that. Um, I don't know exactly how, but I'm going to find out when it gets closer. <laughs> and we'll do another one of these. i got to tune the room. That's so interesting. Yeah. All right. So the so we're talking about the back wall. Yeah. When you're in the movie theater, when you're in the theater space itself, it's the back wall, uh, so which faces Second Street. This would have been the wall that was essentially behind the movie screen. Yes. That needs to move uh, 35 feet. Yes, which is a big deal because, you know, it's on the wall is, is right up to the sidewalk. And, of course, you don't have 35 feet of sidewalk. Uh, so this means that 2nd Street between uh, Wisconsin and Wells will get quite a bit narrower. Um, and, in fact, the symphony wanted to buy the theater many years earlier, um, but the city would not allow this kind of thing to happen because at the time, the way the, the, the 794 was set up a few blocks south, 2nd Street was sort of a main feeder onto on-ramps. Uh, to the freeway, but since that freeway has been rebuilt, that is no longer the case, which is why the city was willing to to work with them to make this happen. So there's a little bit of room to spare on Second Street, apparently. Yeah, and it'll still it will be open to traffic once yeah. uh, once the project is done. Um, it just won't be as wide as it has been. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more urban spelunking from 88.9. 88.9's new podcast series Backspin: The Search for Milwaukee's First Hip Hop Song is now available everywhere: iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at Radio Milwaukee. Org slash backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Let's go to the movies. Cinebuds is a podcast about movies. In each episode, you never know what you're going to get. Every Wednesday, with 88.9's Justin Barney and Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. 
Each episode, they take you on a quest. What kind of quest? A quest of danger, excitement, thrills, wonder, adventure. And if you want to join their journey on the latest movies, just tune in to Cinebuds at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Well, it's not like this is a, a small building. I mean, this wall is huge, right? I mean, we're talking at yeah, least it's pretty three, big. It looks three like stories at or least, so. Yeah, right? at least three stories. So it has to all be moved on a track in one piece? Yes. So the National Park Service, which uh, sort of controls how um, work renovations are done on um, historic buildings that are seeking historic tax credits as part of their projects, um, they oversee this kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, they've determined that that wall needed to be moved in one piece rather than dismantled and reconstructed. Um, So they took off decorative terracotta stuff. Like there are these sort of fake balconies called balconettes. They took those off. I used context clues to figure that out. Did you? Yeah. yeah balconettes. That balconettes. Made, yeah. That made sense. It's like the rockets. But, you know, <laughs> they're like rockets, but they're fake. Right. Uh, and they dance. Um, so they took off decorative things like that for safekeeping. Um, and then they separated the wall from the other walls, the adjacent walls. And it's going to be put on this uh, track and moved hydraulically um, and it's going to take, I think, like seven hours. Wow. The plan, they, you know, the theory is it takes, I mean, they, they haven't done it yet, so we'll find out. But um, it supposedly takes 30 minutes for them to move it five feet, which okay. we calculated it is. It comes out to two inches per minute, according right. to our math. Right. But we're both writers. So <laughs> any mathematicians our, might want to check that. <laughs> our approximation of math is about yes. two inches a minute. Um, so they for 30 minutes, it moves five feet. And then... It takes another 30 minutes for them to reset the hydraulics, I guess, for it to move the next five feet. Wow. So that, uh, presuming it all goes according to plan, it takes about seven hours. So it's not one of those things you're going to like want to put your, your lawn chair out and watch happen in an hour. It's this all No, day. you might want to pop by for a little while and check it out and yeah. then and afterward go watch the uh, time lapse that I'm sure they're doing and we'll post on their website. It reminds me of when they imploded the Bradley Center, you know, the all the video and stuff that came out afterwards. I love that stuff to see these construction process things happen. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, moving something like this. I can't wait for that time lapse video, which we'll that, be that, sure to share. That's going to look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just going to move on this track totally upright, just yep. just moving, moving nice. along. Yep. Bra- they've already put bracing on it, like some beams to brace it. And yeah, it will move 35 feet directly east. Okay. This may be a silly question, but what do they do to fill in the 35 feet of gap? Well, then they have to. They build the structure and and put brick veneer on it too. And isn't that going to look new compared to the? Maybe we don't want to go there. Well, part of it you won't see because part of it will be on the roof, of course, okay. and then part of it will be in the basement, probably okay. right, and then part of it will be on the south wall, which will be covered up by the new building that they're constructing. Um, that will be oh, okay. their new main entrance and all that. Um, and then I guess maybe you'll see the north wall, although I think they're building a parking structure over there, so maybe you won't even see it over there. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's possible you won't see it at all. But also, uh, you know, construction companies have gotten really good at matching bricks and things like that. I'm so. sure. 
So uh, this this project is this project is kind of unique because it's a blend of new construction and old construction. Um, what is the the new part that's going to be built to accompany this new space? Um, Kaler Slater Architects, who are actually across the street from the theater, um, are building a beautiful glass, super modern glass um, building on the corner, which is sort of you know the the theater will wrap around it because the lobby will be next to the uh, west side of this building, and the theater room itself will be north of it, so it'll sort of embrace it. Um, but it's going to have um, a skylight that's going to let you look up and see that uh, great mural that's painted on the side of the building that the Grand is in. Oh, yeah. The one that like, reflects sort of buildings from the skyline that aren't even really there anymore. And you have to be inside to see that, right? Um, no, no, now you can see it. No, you can see it from the street. Maybe I don't know what mural we're talking about. It's huge. It runs the entire height of the building. It was painted in oh, 1982, yes, I believe. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to have that so that you'll be able to see up. And they're also restoring that mural, which will be nice. Uh, but it's also going to have a grand staircase, and there'll be, like, reception areas, and then it'll, it'll connect into the lobby of uh, the Grand Theater. And that lobby is one of the most beautiful spaces in town, just incredible Art Deco interior with mirrors and just... It's absolutely gorgeous, and I just what a perfect home for the for the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. You think about uh, having to share a space. I think all the arts organizations that were in the MSO or that were in the uh, Performing Arts Center, uh, you know, we're feeling a little bit a little a little crowded, and you know, the the motivation was there and the need was there to move. And well, absolutely, clear. because I think it means the MSO controls its own space, which is valuable to them for a lot of reasons in terms of not just. Uh, financially, but also in terms of scheduling and access to the theater and all that. But also for the Marcus Center, it's great for them because things like their Broadway series um, have done really well. But again, they've too have been limited in expanding what they can do in those kinds of things because of trying to schedule all of these groups in one one place. Yeah, whoever's in charge of the the scheduling over there has probably got a really difficult job. They're probably tearing their hair out. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so remind us again, when is the project expected to be complete? Uh, it's expected to be complete uh, summer of 2020 and open in September. Well, we'll be watching that closely. And again, we can't wait to see that time-lapse video. So we'll be sure to share that if that comes out. Podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts, Cinebuds, Tapped In, Urban Spelunking, of course, and This Bites, plus our brand new podcast, Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song. All of that at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast, and be sure to read Bobby's complete story linked right on this page. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzilla. Thank you. Thank you, Nate.